I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> this is the Rich Eisen Show. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What's your assessment of Brock Purdy? Where are the turnovers coming from? He's forcing, you know, he's okay. trying to make two big plays. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. It is time for our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the program. It is a, a Halloween Tuesday. Lil John Snow is here, everybody. Good to yeah. see you over there, TJ. <laughs> Hello, Rich. Hello, Mike. Good to oh, see you exactly. over there, yeah. Little John Snow. What? Good to see you. Uh, and uh, Spider Man's gone. Miles Morales is gone. You took off the costume, huh, Chris? Peter Parker's back. Yeah, yeah Miles <laughs> Morales is back. I uh, had to do it. Needed to do it. Didn't, uh, didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> but but for the better of meant of this show and just me getting actual work done during the show, uh, I needed to go back to Miles Morales and myself. Okay, very good. Yeah. DJ Mikey you. D is in D's nuts. Good to see you over there. Swagman. Very good. <laughs> uh, Albert Burr is joining us in, in a split moment. Um, let me just hit this one more time. I tweeted out Devontae Adams slamming his helmet down last night saying, it appears one of my favorite players to watch and interview is trapped in a situation even his own greatness can't get him out of. And the number of responses I got from some of the people on the old X machine of, well, this is what he wanted. He signed the contract. And it's like, listen, and this is why I understand why people like uh, Micah Parsons gets upset when players are objectified in a way that makes them seem like they are robots or cash collectors and that's all they are about let's just again walk through this thing here yeah he wanted 
a different situation than Green Bay. When I spoke to Devontae Adams last Friday, he did say something along the lines of it was like a a relationship where you're in a, a, a relationship with a significant other and you wanted to take it to a different spot or it wasn't going to a place that you thought it could go anymore and a new relationship, you don't know where it's going to go, but that's just better. Mm-hmm. And he also wanted to be closer to his grandmother who wasn't well so she could see him play some games and he wanted to go play with his college buddy. And, yeah, he got a ton of money to do that. But circumstances are changed now. They they got rid of his college buddy. They told Derek Carr, beat it. Yeah. Now, it wasn't working out on offense last year to the tune of, you know, championship quality play. They They got a whole bunch of points early on you remember they blew a ton of leads last year remember that yeah like six seven they blew a ton of leads last year and the defense couldn't play well enough to hold on to those leads josh jacobs won the rushing title Derek carr was finding Devontae adams significantly enough hunter renfro was you know what he was third in renfro or something like that or he was like edelman light so he was a third down specialist this year it's Renfro's like useless. He's gone. Maybe they trade him today instead of Devontae Adams. Adams is a ghost. Josh Jacobs isn't doing very much. They're having a revolving door at quarterback. And whoever decided this was a better option, that's the person who should be on the griddle today. And for Devontae Adams to be upset about it, he has every right to be upset about it. If he thought he was going to play with his college friend and now he's not and now he's doesn't know sometimes where the ball is coming from and he can't get even as Dan Orlovsky said last hour just like a a quick pass thrown his way on the edge some receiver screen or something get something going and he's he's getting airmailed when he's wide open which is so rare for him damn straight he should throw his helmet down in disgust and be upset and at least he's not going on camera and saying i want the hell out of here he's saying i don't want to really say anything right now because i don't think it's good for anybody so anybody that's sitting there well he 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 wanted this he knew where he was going yeah i guess he knew where he was going but he thought there was a plan for it that's totally changed on him and i don't even know if what i'm saying is truly how he feels I just am seeing it from the outside, looking in and having having spoken to him on Friday in front of everybody. It's out there on YouTube. Just wanted to say that for everybody who's like, well, he knew where he was going. It's tough. He's making a ton of money. Did that look like a guy last night who was just like, well, you know, making a ton of money. <laughs> so I'll just sit here and just have one catch for 11 yards when I know my greatness is the way through all this when they're balling out on the other side. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Joining us from Sports Illustrated, our buddy Albert Breer is back here on the program. How are you, Albert? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Halloween. I uh, I couldn't get my Connor Stallions costume oh, together fast enough. Wow. So. Look at you. Well look done, Albert. Well done. <laughs> I see all the signs. Hey, man, I don't know what the hell. Was he on the sideline at Central Michigan, Albert? Is that I don't, what they're like, looking he into? Looked, did, what did he the look like that? 
What the that hell? That looked like black. Hey, that looked like black ops, Rich. Like he had Dude, like a goatee. Like didn't even, he look like so a white guy? Went, it's so it stupid. Like when it all comes down to it, I, I I need to know how this guy got involved and why he was anywhere within 300 million miles of Schembechler Hall, to be straight up with you, Albert. And yeah, look, uh, we deserve all of the the jokes and all that sort of stuff that's coming our way. And then, it, like I said, Albert, and I'll just say it since you brought this up to start, the way through is beat the crap out of Purdue, and yeah. then we take care of business the next three games and then we'll find out if Ryan Day's brother really was the one looking into Michigan. You know, we'll, we'll find out who who put who put who, who you know who ordered the code. You're deep red. on the internet there. We'll, You're deep on the internet. You know, what, there, Albert. Rich. We'll find out. We'll find out all these answers to it. You know, and and it, honestly, you know, I, I don't know what the sign was of Donovan Edwards running all over your defense two years ago, but we had that sign. So I, how about that? Yeah. How about yeah. that? Look yeah. at you. Well, I, I, I I'd like a different result on November 25th. We can agree on that. Okay, so. pal. Anyway, what a way to start. Um, what uh, in the world are the Arizona Cardinals up to with their quarterback position right now? What's going on? Um, yeah, I, I, I like. I think their intention is, like, and their intention has been to get him back on the out on the field at some point this year, so they can gather more information on him and make a, I think, a well reasoned decision at the end of the year on which way they're going to go. Now, I think. I know everybody thinks like they're going to wind up with a first or second pick and they'll wind up with Caleb Williams or Drake may and, and Kyler Murray will be gone. And that's, you know, I, I very well could be the result. Um, I think it's sort of an interesting place. They are today too. Um, Rich, if you look at it, because um, you know, Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon don't have the roster anywhere near where they needed to be right now, but They've gotten great effort. I mean, I I know you've paid attention to this. They play their ass off every week, <laughs> and they may be one in six, but they're in every game. You know, like and they're 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 getting great effort out of their guys, and so they do have some players on their roster that you know potentially other teams would be interested in. You know, I I think certainly you know DJ Humphreys or a or a Buddha Baker, like um, you know Hollywood Brown. There are guys there that other teams would have an interest in. Um, and they're balancing that with, you know, they also want to reward the players who are there um, and, you know, let them know, like, hey, we appreciate what, what you've done and we want to give you the best chance to win games going forward. So they're sort of in that in-between where it's like clearly they're building for 24 and 25 and 26, but they've also gotten such great effort and they've got good momentum in that building right now, just as far as like laying a foundation that, you know, I think they are cognizant of what, you know, clearing the decks again, you know, this week could do. And so, you know, I think Kyler Murray would certainly fit in that category. Yeah, well. I guess I, I hear you, but I mean, it's like, yeah, we're, we're Murray's not playing next week. And then the next day it's like, yeah, it, he could play next week. It's Joshua Dobbs who we got from the yeah. team that we're playing this week. Uh, he's not playing. And it, it it's either Kyler Murray, who is not on the injury report uh, or the rookie we were uncomfortable right, going into the season yeah. with, you know, like it's, uh, is Murray on the block as we're talking right now? Do you think? I mean, I think they would. Yeah, I mean, it's, certainly I think they would listen. You know, I I mean, look, like I, I just don't know who's going to trade for him, Rich. I mean, I, I know it's fun to put him on the Falcons or to put him on the Vikings, right? But, like, look at that contract. I mean, he's making $46 million a year. So let's just say hypothetically you're Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith in Atlanta. You've waited three years now to really go all in on a quarterback. And you haven't done it yet. You traded away Matt Ryan after year one, of course. And like, if you trade for that contract, now you're tying your job security to Kyler Murray. It's not just trading for a guy for right now because of his contract. Like 
you're tying your livelihood to the guy, mm -hmm. right? Same sort of goes for Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo Mensa in, in Minnesota. Like if you trade for Kyler Murray today, you may not get another swing at the quarterback position. So you better feel pretty strongly that that's the guy going forward. So, you know, if Kyler Murray were make, we're still on a rookie contract, you, you might be able to move him today. Like I, you, you have a shot to move him, but the fact that he's making the money he's making um, and the implications of that on a team trading for him, I think, I mean, maybe it would make him a non-starter for, I think, just about every team in the league. So even if they had a desire to move him today, and I think they would listen if somebody offered him something, the contract would make him very, very difficult to deal. Albert Breer, MMQB from Sports Illustrated, senior writer right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, how about the Bears being buyers today? Like, what's yeah. up with that? What what happened with yeah. Montez Sweat and the Bears? The you know, it, it's it's interesting because like that is a situation where guys, you know, I think people would agree that the Bears brass they are fighting for their jobs. Um, now, you know, Ryan Poles might be in a little bit more comfortable spot than Matt Eberflus is right now, but you know, they need to show something over the back half of the season. So, you know, certainly I think that that's a part of it is that you want to be better in the here and now so you can keep your job. Um, but there's also, I think, long term logic to it, too. I, look, the fact is. A pass rusher like Montez Sweat doesn't make it to the free agent market, right? Like you could look at it and say, okay, well, Brian Burns is going to be a free agent after the year. Um, and and Dan Daniel Hunter is going to be a free agent after the year. Well, Burns is going to be tagged, whether the Panthers keep him or not, he's going to be tagged. And it would cost a one and then some to get him from the Panthers. And then Daniel Hunter is 29 years old. So, you know, like as far as just getting a pass rusher that you can build around, it's either you get him high in the draft or, you find a way to trade for one and a two isn't a horrible price for one if you can get them re-signed. And that to me, I think would be like the primary issue here. It's not giving up a two to get him. Like I, I think that that could wind up looking pretty good if Montez Sweat keeps playing the way that he's played the last few years and stays on the trajectory that he's been on. It's does he like how much leverage do he and his agent have now? Um, and yeah, you can tag him after the year, but are you talking about 25 million a year, 30 million a year? Like, what are we talking about signing him for? So um, it's definitely an interesting situation for the bears. Like, and I, again, I don't mind paying that price to get a 25 year old pass rusher. Who's had double digit sack seasons. Um, I think the contract thing makes it a little tricky for the bears going forward. And that's regardless of who's calling the shots in March. Now I sit looking to see if uh, chase young is one of the Buckeyes on your wall behind you. He is not, but does that mean that he stays? Is that what that means? I, I think the bed though, I, I, my understanding is the commanders are listening on everybody right now. So, really? Why? I mean, like they're, like, they're in the mix, aren't they? Or no I mean, chase chase young. Like I, I Jacoby Brissett is, is another one that I know they fielded some phone calls on. Like, okay. Um, it makes you wonder, and I don't know this part for sure, but it makes you wonder how involved the owner is now. You know, Josh Harris coming in there, um, very big into analytics. Like we know that from his time with the Sixers, right? Like yes. he's very big in kind of trying to be forward thinking. And um, you know, I, I I do know, you know, Chase Young's had some injury issues and the knee injury of a couple of years ago was really, really bad, Rich. Like he's having a good year, yeah, but really, really bad knee injury. So you know, like are you planning on re-signing him? Like, cause to me, that's the operative question. If you're Josh Harris is like, are we comfortable giving him 20, 25, $30 million a year? And if because of the knee, we aren't, well then are we better off just moving him now? You know? So I think that's the question they're asking on chase, obviously with some of the quarterback injuries, Jacoby Brissett would draw some interest from teams across the league. 
Um, I think the asking price on him is a little high right now, but um, yeah, the commanders, I think the commanders have been active on the phones the last couple of days, which, which tells me like the owners is involved in, in their strategy at this point. And I think part of it is, you know, protecting himself and the franchise against the idea that, you know, you know, like that, that, that guys like Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera and, and Marty Herney might, you know, might be in their best interest to just worry about the here and now. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa in Minnesota had no idea that his trade deadline 24-48 hour period would be in search of a quarterback. I mean, yeah. that, uh, that that's so, you know, best laid plans. It's not like he had a plan for what happens yeah. if Kirk Cousins blows out his Achilles two days before the trade deadline as we get back to 500, but you know, walk me through the, the mindset of the, of the Vikings trade deadline uh, approach to a quarterback. It's about the most interesting situation I've ever, you know, I, I can remember seeing a team, right. in, you know, like where, like this was not just on paper, but what by their actions, this was the reset year. You know, like if you look at it, they went 13 games last year. I think they deserve a lot of credit for being able to kind of maintain well-reasoned strategy and not go overboard and looking at last year. And, um, you know, they took on um, nearly $40 million in dead cap this year to clean out their salary cap. They offloaded some veterans that they really liked and Eric Kendricks and Dalvin Cook and uh, and Adam Thielen. They, you know, like they 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 had other veterans like Harrison Smith take pay cuts. Um, this was the reset year and it started that way. It started at one and four and now it's, you know, OK, like we really are in the reset and we're potentially going to be sellers at the deadline. And then they win three games in a row. It's like, okay, like maybe we'll back off of that a little bit. And then a quarterback gets hurt. So it's complicated, you know, six ways from Sunday now. And so I I, they, I think they will be, you know, looking at the idea of a quarterback. They want to reward their locker room, you know, like, again, like I talked about this with the Cardinals, like they really, those guys really like the culture um, where it's at right now. I'm um, the guys in charge there. And so they don't want to send the message to their locker room that they're waving white flags here at all. Now, if somebody comes and offers a first or a second for Daniel, Daniel Hunter, they'd listen to that. But this won't be some fire sale. And if there is an opportunity to upgrade the quarterback position and give the guys in that locker room a chance, you know, I think Kevin O'Connell would like to do that. So um, it's a complicated position to be in. And, you know, again, like I think the idea of um, of, of trading for a Kyler Murray would go against well, a lot of different things well, we've seen there, but that's a lot but, right there, Albert. I mean, that's a significant financial um, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, uh, foray. And then you're taking somebody who's hurt, but so that's why, I mean, the, the idea would be why not Trey Lance, who is from the Shanahan system yeah. from the state of Minnesota sitting there third on a depth chart, you know, it might not take too long to get him up to speed for a team you know, uh, and won't so, cost you very much. You just tell Jerry, cool. we'll, we'll upgrade your fifth that you coughed up for, for a yeah. three, you know, like that, that that's, that's the what sort it would of Jameis, yeah. you know, if, if the saints would ever do such a thing, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I that's the sort of I, stuff I'm throwing out there. I don't you know? mind the idea. I mean, I think it's a good idea, Rich. Like, I, okay. So they gave up a five for him. So right. you say, okay, like, well, we'll give you a three. So yeah. then Jerry gets to move a pickup two rounds for his troubles. And, um, you know, I, I'm really like I really would advocate for teams taking swings at the position. Like, if you want to go back in history, that's how John Schneider has found both of his quarterbacks, right? Like, if you look at it, like when they got to Seattle, Pete Carroll and John Schneider, they took a million swings before they hit on Russell Wilson, right? right yeah, they kept swinging. They swung, swung, they swung on Charlie Whitehurst. They Tavares swung on Jackson. 
a Tavares Jackson. They swung on Matt Flynn, right? Like, and they wound up with Russell Wilson. And then it was the same thing with Geno. Like they took a swing on Drew Locke and wound up with Geno Smith. You know what I mean? Like, so they, um, you know, I think it's always a good strategy to do that at that position. And let's say if you're the Vikings, it's like, God, you know, Kirk looked really good this year. And he did, you know, over the first, over the first eight games, we'd like to bring him back as kind of a placeholder um, after this year, maybe Kirk, cause he's coming off the Achilles wants to do that. Um, and maybe because you're too good to be picking in the top 15 or 20, you're not going to get a shot at the quarterback that you want in the draft. It makes sense to keep swing, right? So you got Jaron Hall from BYU in there, take a swing on Trey Lance. If it works out great, if it doesn't, that's okay. Oh, but at least you got a swing on it. He's got some background in your system because of what Kevin O'Connell is doing in Minnesota. Isn't that disparate from, you know, what Sean McBear or uh, from what Kyle Shanahan does in San Francisco. So you have, you know, a quarterback coming in with some background. I don't mind the idea of taking a swing on a, on a talented young kid. It's not a bad idea. That to me is like, you know, you're uh, like a really like a, like a, 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 a responsible way to potentially address the quarterback position for right now, put another body in the room and then, you know, maybe look at it as like, Hey, we're taking a swing here for the future. Yeah. Big Nick Mullins comes back off of uh, injured reserve him and and Jaron Hall in there. I mean, that's not a bad way to try and wrap up 2023 and even maybe make a run at the division. That's, 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 that's what I'm thinking about here. Uh, Before I let you go, Albert, let's talk about the Raiders. Uh, It's three and five. So it's not like desperate, like, you know, one in seven, right? Yeah, or, but I or, heard what you said about Devontae. Right. I agree and, with you. You know yeah. what I mean? And so so you got a player who's incredibly special in Devontae Adams who clearly is not happy. The team apparently had that open-air meeting with everybody, and that didn't work. Um, and the fan base is pissed off. I mean, this photograph from Monday Night Football in Detroit – Somebody yeah. wearing a Raiders gear holding up a sign says, just fire Josh um, with the Raiders logo there. What yep. do you think Mark Davis is thinking right now? Well, let's start with Josh. Let's start with uh, Devontae. Sure. Um, like, I just, I, I do you remember how Stefan Diggs got traded? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, if you, do you remember how that happened, though? Like, he tweeted something that morning. Right. And Brandon Bean was like, oh, <laughs> like, maybe I should make a phone call here. Mm-hmm. And like 10 hours later, he was traded. So um, I know the Raiders stance has been, they're not moving him. No way, no how we're not doing it. But if you're Buffalo or you're Kansas city or you're, I, I don't know, name a team. Well, you know, I, I like, gave my top five teams that should trade for him. Number one was Baltimore. Jacksonville, um, you know, Jacksonville could do it too. I don't know. I like, I like their receivers. I, I don't know if they, I like their receivers too, but the idea of like, Hey, we're going to, we got a quarterback on a rookie contract and we're six and two. Let's go for it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. And now we're rolling. Now we're rolling Devonte Adams out there with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk and let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Saints, you know, get him back yeah. with his college buddy, you know, like right. go ahead and do that. Yeah. You so know? the reason I bring up the digs thing is because like a lot of times teams don't have intentions to trade someone and something like this happens. And then all of a sudden the calls start coming in, you know? And so I think that's at least something worth considering here. Again, the Raiders intention has been to like, we're not doing it, but you know, maybe somebody can blow them away today. The same way someone could blow like Denver away on Patrick Sertan. Um, You know, I, I think that there, and I think the Raiders people have been pretty open about this. There was a, I'd say a miscalculation 
on where the roster was coming out of 2021. And, you know, Josh and Dave Ziegler, you know, showed it with their actions and trading for Devontae when they did and, 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 you know, making the move for Chandler Jones. Those are like moves that like scream were close. And I think over the course of last year, last year, they found out they weren't that close. And so now it sort of feels like they're tangled between, all right, we need to build for the future, but we've got a lot of players in the roster, not just the, not, not just Devontae, but Max Crosby and Colton Miller and Josh Jacobs. We've got all these players in the roster that are part of this core of what could be a really good team right now. And um, I, I think they're trying to figure out how to untangle that now. And um, look, like I think Mark Davis – Mark Davis went so deep in, and I, I've spent time in that building over the last couple of years, went so deep in on Josh McDaniel's way of doing things, right? Like, and that building is like, it is Josh McDaniel's program. And yeah. the people from top to bottom are Josh's people. Right. And so if you're pulling the plug on that, you're talking about a full organizational reset. So I don't think he wants to pull the plug on it right now. However, they have had meetings post game over the last few weeks, the same way he had, he'd have his meetings with Gruden. And, um, you know, I, I don't think Mark is real happy about where things are right now. And so, um, you know, Josh has learned a lot, you know, from his time in Denver and then his second stint in new England. And, um, you know, I think it's on him now to make sure that there's a long-term vision here. Um, because you saw what I did last night, like Jimmy looked, Jimmy didn't look good at all. You know, like Jimmy, I mean, I mean, Jimmy looks hurt, to be honest with you. It doesn't, it's just, it, it doesn't look right. And, you know, missing those deep balls to Devontae, it's egregious, you know, and the defense is playing better, but it's not enough. Offensive line looks messy, you know? And so, um, you know, certainly I think, you know, Mark Davis, I, I don't think he's afraid to put pressure on his people. Um, we saw that with Gruden. We saw that, you know, with guys there previous guys like Jack Del Rio and, um, yeah, I do think that there's pressure on Josh to at least set out a long-term vision for where he's taking this thing post 2023. Well, their next game's home against the Giants. Um, that won't be seen by uh, much of the country, but the next game against the Jets on a Sunday night will, and yeah. that's that's where no rubber... standalone games, Rich. <laughs> you know, like that is, breach. yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Like that's next. And then they're at Miami versus Kansas City before a bye, which could be bye bye if they don't sweep New York. So they also don't seem to have the ability to sweep too much right now. Right. Um that's the issue. I mean, there's no like you after the way they played last night, like are you willing to call any game a layup? You can't. No. Right? No. You can't. No. Not if Daniel Jones comes back and shows up like the Daniel Jones that showed up in Minnesota last year. Uh, honestly, like they're, 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 these things week to week in this league, as you know, totally crazy um, and possible. But, uh, Albert, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah. You, sir, are the man, and uh, we'll we'll see you soon. Absolutely. All right, Rich. Thank you. You got Albert Breer with shots fired to start our conversation, and then we, uh, we rallied. Expect nothing less. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's take your phone calls as well. Jim Jackson on the Harden trade. Still to come. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And the man who plays the king of the north, Jon Snow, Kit Harrington here. On the Rich Eisen Show, thank you for coming in. Thank really you for having that. Me. You bet. Did you know at the time when that happened that you would be coming back to life? I had a two-week period where I was um, pretty silent for those two weeks after reading the script. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know whether I was going to... I was out of a job. You know, I pretty much convinced myself I was out of, out of a job. I was like, oh, this was a good series, you know. This was a lot of fun. You got some good money. It was good for a while. <laughs> it's a good run. It's yeah, a good yeah, run. yeah. Now you know, you could do other things. And then when they told me that I was, I was coming back, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have. You know, when you lie to yourself and you're like, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then you get the news and you go, yes, thank God. <laughs> what examples from the past have have uh, that you can lay out here is something that they've done for Snow. I've always Snow. commented on how how short I am. <laughs> in life so they keep putting that into Jon Snow you know being small having a tiny (laughs) you know stuff like this it's just they just they just want to rip the piss out of you how do you consume the shows I only watch them once and I watch them on my own in a dark room and then what um, do you mean nervous tension you know what happens I'm I'm whooping and I'm enjoying it and I'm like but I'm on my own it's it's, it's sad it's a sad thing (laughs) Do you need a hug right now, Kim? Would, yeah, you, would you like? Would you like to end with a hug? Yeah, let's end with a hug. Right, Here we go. Here we go. Bring it in. This is great. Thank you very much. That's that's, that's Kit Harrington, everybody here. Thanks for coming on. Ah, oh, yes. I hugged Jon Snow. Jon Snow? And uh, one of the reasons you might be like, what, why in the world are you showing Jon Snow videos? It's because we have little Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah! Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. I love DJ. That, that yeah coincided with our radio audience returning. They must have been, people must have been driving along going, what, what the hell is that? It's little Jon Snow, everybody. Little right here on Halloween on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Man, so much going on. 
Las Vegas Raiders right now. Cool. Trade deadline is Love at it. present Love two it. and a half hours away. Love it. Not much happening. Nope. Not much. Hold. Hold. But you never know what could pop last minute. You know, one of the things that uh, popped last minute uh, out of the blue, James Harden got traded. Overnight. Overnight. Easter, right? Overnight. Well, 2 a.m. Eastern. For half of the uh, Los Angeles Clippers roster. Some <laughs> pick swaps and things of that nature. Futures and, and all futures. that. But none of the Clippers that went east are named Leonard no. or Westbrook no. or George no. or Man or Zubac or Zubac. No. You could take your teeth out, little little uh, little <laughs> little John Snow, <laughs> since you're going to be a significant part of this conversation. Okay. Since it's both of your teams that you love to watch trading for each other. Ooh. Trading with each other. And oh, and, and right. so Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, so a little bit of a, a French flavor of this trade. K.J. Martin and the Clippers get Harden. And then one other, I mean, this is, Daryl Morey must have been like, all right, two of my all-time favorites who I can't quit. I'm quitting them both at once. I guess he's going cold turkey hmm. at once. P.J. Tucker coming to the Clippers. Folks, let me tell you, at some point during this season, Probably in April or May, P.J. Tucker is going to win a playoff game for the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. That's going to happen yes. with either a three-point shot that he's left wide open to take because everyone's like, go ahead and take it. From the, from the, the corner. Because we're, not, from the letting, corner. From the corner, we're yeah. not letting anybody else beat us. Yeah. You take it, P.J., then he's going to jar it, and he'll just give some sort of look at the other team that just that means like, okay, keep trying that sort of thing. and Or he'll just lock down somebody. Yes. He'll that's lock it. down somebody. One of the two. Defensively, he'll lock down somebody. So that's going to happen. That will be. This is lost amongst the fact that Harden's getting moved. That was the move that I spoke about earlier in the show, Rich. That no Facts. one's mentioning that Facts. dog that PJ Tucker is going to bring. Because I was at the game Sunday. Me and my buddy, we've been Clippers fans for twenty years. Yeah, we're looking at the bench and we were trying to figure out how would Harden fit. And I was like, we need a pit bull on this team. I didn't think it was going to be PJ, but I'm, I'm glad it's him. It's P.J. Tucker, which is a nice move. Clippers just put themselves right in the mix. From now on, it's all about the Larry O.B. And if it doesn't work out, obviously the, the opposite end Toilet. of that is toilets. <laughs> toilets. But it, it, in all honesty, those two sound bites were from, one, the Larry O.B. when they acquired Kawhi. Right. Okay. And then the toilets... Uh, we just took that one word for him talking about <laughs> extolling the virtues of the new Intuit arena that they're building oh, right, yeah. right next door to SoFi and yeah. NFL Network, Inglewood City of Champions. Right. You know, um, he's talking about all the uh, all the uh, commodes that will be available. But this is part of that, too. When they move. Hey, when you are opening a new arena here in Los Angeles, California, and I'll just shoot everyone straight. I shoot everyone straight always, and I love – people in the Rams and Chargers organization. The one thing you hear in this town about SoFi Stadium is how brutally difficult it is to get in and out of it. So that word is in, in the ether as the Clippers are like, hey, everybody, why don't you come right one block down the street from it? You got to tell people, guess what, Laker fans? There's another team in a new beautiful arena. Come see it with Kawhi and Paul George and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. 
you, you're going to get a lot of people at hello on that front here in Los Angeles, California. You know, so keep that in mind that this trade has this in mind. It's about the Larry OB, but it's also putting about fannies in the seats. And when they leave their feet, seats, they, they can also get uh, toilets. Toilets. A whole bunch of them. I mean, honestly. So, you know, this is uh, also one other thing I want to say here. Once again, James Harden gets his way. Once again, this guy gets what he wants. And any time he's gotten what he wants, the team that gets that photo allows him to get what he wants winds up being happier for it. And the team that acquires him winds up being in the position of having to eventually give James Harden what he wants to the detriment of the team chemistry or the distractions or whatever. And this is exactly what will be discussed about James Harden when he puts on an orange jacket and goes into the Hall of Fame, the Naismith Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts one day, where we all know he's going. He knows he's going. And the question is, how much does it matter to James Harden that that is the sole piece of conversation? Hey, great player, one of the all-time best who didn't win, and all he did was keep searching for whatever he thought was best for him as opposed to the collective. Like, that is the narrative involving James Harden right now, who does, wound up being a top-five pick in the NBA and was a sixth man of the year who grew into a beast of a player, an MVP player, who constantly is pushing his way out because he's not happy. And the guy who's always been there for him, he is now alienated. Yeah. Or the guy who's always been there for him alienated him. I don't know the full story here. But this is the James Harden tale as he arrives here in Los Angeles. And I would love nothing more for you, TJ, and for all of my Clipper fan friends, and I know a ton of them, if he can change his narrative and change the Clippers' narrative forevermore and head into that building and open up into it That's with a, a banner raise. Because this team has the coach who knows how to do it. I love Ty Lu. God, do I love him. Yeah. And the coach knows how to do it. And the team is low dead, low dead. The team's best players done it twice. Correct. Uh, the bench is deep. Harden doesn't have to come in and be the man with the Clippers. Right? He he's, not, he's not the first option. He's not the number two option. He's the man sitting next to the man, sitting next to the man when he comes in. I'm interested to see, is he going to be a starter? Are they going to push Russ to the bench? Are they going to keep Russ in the starting lineup, make Harden come in as a sixth man? I think that might be the way to go. It's going to be interesting to see. It really is. But I, I think P.J. comes in. He's a starting four. He's a starting power forward. They they roll the ball out, and they get busy, man. And there's no more – Rich, there's no excuses now. The Clipper curse, which is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's going to – one of the four is going to get struck down. I know this. So hopefully the other three can, can pick up the slack. I like I mean, P.J. Tucker, it. brother. Yeah. I like him. He, I thought it was a nice trade. Yeah. I think that in the Clippers held strong – 
said hell no to Terrence Mann. Which I, I don't understand what the Sixers, Rich, they, Terrence Mann, look, I'm, I like, I'm a fan, but he's 28, 29. I think he is who he is. He's not all of a sudden going to turn into a Well, they finally gave up on him. They but, just said, screw it. Let's get it Sixers out of here. Why did not get Norman Powell or Mann? I, I, I mean, they got the draft picks, which is great. Hopefully they can turn those into another quality player. We're going to see. We're going to see. Did we just hear he's more of a Sixer fan than a Clipper fan? Did I say that? Yeah, I mean that you'd rather stick the Clippers with less of a proper roster no, to make sure your Sixers Clipper get. Clipper roster is 11 I players mean, deep. Did man. we just hear this? They've got guys who aren't going to play like Bones. Bones' thought, time is I now going to be. a Spurs fan this year. Bones' time is done. Now. Except for tonight. He'll be playing tonight, 48 play minutes tonight. Yeah. So, who's there? Powell, same thing. Yep. These guys aren't going to get the minutes, so I'd like to see them. Who's on the bench? Who's on the bench? Billy Crystal and Jeff Garland and who else? Who else is coming in? We suit them all up? Frankie Munoz. Frankie (laughs) Munoz. Does Luke Gossett Jr. still go to their games? I think Floyd Floyd Mayweather. I don't know. They're all going to be there. When you lose, Adam, I win. Adam Devine? Is Adam Devine going to suit up tonight? Adam, you suiting up tonight? Who else is suiting up tonight? I mean, Harden's well-rested. There's why He I should know. be playing tonight. He should be, on, he should be enjoying his oh. warm mixed nuts on whatever air... Private jet bomber sent You know, whatever air bomber is... He's coming He's coming here. Yeah, no, the, the, the record's different. It's now 0-1-0 oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. because I lost to TJ by a couple buckets. Well, you lost. But That's Harden's warm mixed nuts is gonna warm it up. You think it might? But watch, he won't play. He won't play till Sunday because he's this rast in this, and he's got Ugh. this to sore and that sore. Oh, Come on, NBA, get tougher. Come on, get tougher. Yeah. yeah. They are. They instituted a whole new rule so people will play. Okay. Tell, tell PJ Tucker that work? to get. Tougher. How's that working? Game three, Jimmy Butler rest. Yes. <laughs> Brandon Ingram knee soreness. It's the sure. Which that's one? An, that's an injury. Okay. That's an injury. Okay, good. That's I'm glad. It's, 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 it's game three. All right. We'll take a break here. <laughs> right. There has been a quarterback moved. Yeah. And it is to the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, that's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Brockman is having a great time back over. What's here. happening? Well, uh, there's just you know, there's some snacks and I was. Having, oh yeah, I was having well, some. you know when what the WTF. football is yeah, recorded they, here. Tuesdays are great. Aircraft <laughs> service is the best. That's well, why I do it. Susie usually just brings like some sort of baked goods it's or whatever. Some sort. Some sort. And so Amy good. Trask has arrived early, and she she brought a whole bunch of Halloween treats. A whole bunch it's of Halloween amazing. treats. Amy, it's, it's very delicious. As she said, when you went in the back, you thanked her for it. She's like, you know, I cooked all day, but they're in. 
plastic trays that perfect looked like that they were trays. made by, uh, by, uh, by by somebody named Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know Va- I mean? or Vaughn. Or Vaughn. Vaughn. Mr. Vaughn. <laughs> It was made on a, on a farm in Bristol. Bristol yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You're saying? Yeah. Wait a minute. Can we keep going here? Yeah, that guy. That guy Gelson. That guy Gelson can crush it. He can cook it. He's a good. So good. Well, oh. you got to turn it. Little John Snow keeps. <laughs> do you? When, do you not know when your microphone's no, yeah, on? I turn my mic off at every. Break I know, but he's actually good. When you like talk and don't he hear that. yourself in your ear, that means you are not on. Okay, man. You, he, and like the fact he, that you make more of a deal about it, yeah, we could just like let it slide. I but like you got to point it out. I've let it slide for two and a half These years. He's finally. We're done sliding. I'm just coming straight in. Say something into this mic. I'm diving head first, like Pete. Rose now. Okay, it won't be proper. Well, no I'm doing this for him. everybody's sake. TJ, you, you shut it off. It's perfect. Brockman does it perfect. I control your mic. I opened you the other uh, inadvertently yesterday. Yes, you did. I See? was. All, I got excited. I was. I you got excited. How about this? While I'm diving at first, you didn't open me inadvertently. You forgot to close my off. mic right, inadvertently. Right. Let's be honest. I mean, what happened? True. I'm like, sorry. Listen, excited. This is not my first rodeo, sir. Not inadvertently. Okay. There is an eye in Marconi. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Back here on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah. What are, what are we doing? Stun on him. There you go. You know I mean? Amy Trask is coming on set right here. She's hey. Okay, oh. that's right. Oh, Very oh, good. There we go. Cooked oh, see, she is now. She is now in my grill right now, which Your is grill? which is again back in the day, frightened oh, the hell out of me. Yeah. This is this would have been a scary moment right here. Al and Amy coming. Ladies and gentlemen, you did, you did great. You, you did phenomenal. The cake is just to die. Well done. God, so good. Well done. Rich, we got a trade. We have a trade. Trade. We got a trade. What is the trade, Christopher? We got a trade. I want you to hold on. I, I need the details of the Rich, trade. Rich, an Arizona quarterback has been traded to Minnesota. And his name is? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Josh Dobbs is going to the Vikings. Josh Dobbs is just like, he's. He's the official quarterback of teams in an emergency. He's a new Josh Johnson. He's in an emergency quarterback. <laughs> and, you know, it yeah. just, it was last year, the Tennessee Titans. Josh, we need you. We need you. Tannehill's down. We need you. Okay, I'll be there. This year, Cardinals are like, Josh, we just looked at uh, Colt McCoy and uh, we, we didn't like what we saw, even though we've been looking at him for the last four months. <laughs> yep. We need you. He comes in. He's been terrific, man. He's played really hard. He's been versatile. He's been you know, using his legs. And he is such good people. He's a rocket scientist. He's I would, he, by the way, he is. <laughs> like, literally like an actual literally fact. a rocket scientist. Right. And so this is great. Like, this is an, an upgrade for him. He's going to get to throw to Justin Jefferson shortly. He's in the playoff And picture. Jordan Addison and... And I don't think it's going to take time for him to really get up to speed too much here, because again, he's a rocket scientist. And he you can say for- it's not. It, but by the way, learning this <laughs> offense, it's yeah, not rocket it's not science. Rocket science. <laughs> you could say that about somebody, and and it's a metaphor. No, this is literal. literal. It's not rocket science. And remember, before the season, he was traded from Cleveland to Arizona a week before the season started, and then started week one. Yeah. So he can pick up on the offense like that. Right. It now makes sense. It's that- kind of like it's kind of it's kind of like you know, 
very rare you say somebody, can you pick it up? Well, it's not rocket science. And the guy knows rocket science. <laughs> the same way people say to me, you know, hey, you going to your, the Super Bowl? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like my Super Bowl. And it it is my Super Bowl, you know? At any rate, uh, Kevin O'Connell just told Sirius XM Radio, I'm imagining Ooh. it might be on uh, NFL Sirius XM Radio. He was, was he on Moving the Chains? Maybe uh, they're probably live right now. I'm guessing. You know what? You know what? The name of my Sirius XM radio show on NFL XM radio would be. It would be blowing the roughing the passer call. It's very long. It's very cumbersome. Fumbling through the end zone. Fumbling through, Fumbling the, end through zone the end zone with Rich Eisen. <laughs> Fumbling through the end zone. It's three hours of me being angry. That's the name. That's the name. But anyway, uh, he said on Sirius XM radio. I'm assuming and it's the uh, the NFL Sirius XM radio channel that it's possible Dobbs plays this week. They're preparing Jaron Hall yep. for for Atlanta. So does that make it – hold on a minute. Does that make uh, Josh Dobbs the oats here? <laughs> it's Hall and uh, Hall and Oates. <laughs> Thanks for laughing, Mike. Dobbs. <laughs> Dob, Dob, Hall and Dobbs. Hall and Dobbs. Um, wow. All right. All right. And I hope, okay. by the way, I would love to see Josh Dobbs It'd be great. make a playoff Throw run ball here. out, make a playoff run. Good move. You're not you're not selling the farm. They're in Atlanta this week. Right? So does that mean it's either Kyler Murray or Clayton Toon for the Arizona Cardinals this weekend? Correct. Because yeah. if that's the case, we know what Kyler Murray looks like. I do, yeah. We know. We've seen yeah, him. We've, seen we know. Him. We've, we've sat next to him. Do you have any idea what Clayton Toon looks like? No idea. Not a, not a clue. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Nope. Little John Snow, have you ever seen Clayton Toon? What? Before? Okay. No, okay. <laughs> no I, I, if Clayton Toon right. was sitting in his yeah, studio right now, out, I would not know him. Not. He yeah. might work here for all we so, know. <laughs> I thought Huskers was Clayton Toon. I <laughs> yeah. was like, I don't know what you do at night. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars – uh, picked up a, a quarterback who had some CFL action <laughs> named Nathan Rourke and signed him to their practice squad in advance of their Thursday night football game against okay. the, the Saints because, you know, Trevor Lawrence had a, a bulky knee, wound up playing, and Nathan Rourke wound up getting cut. So, but they, they had him in the, they had Nathan Rourke in their back pocket. And we just, <laughs> that photograph of him, we, <laughs> My first thought was it, it looks like an, uh, an AI mm-hmm. photograph. Like, find me a, a, a Canadian who plays quarterback in the NFL, has never played in the NFL, and <laughs> sign him a practice squad. Like, boom, AI came up with that. <laughs> so Sean Mitchell, our digital coordinating producer, has created an AI version of Clayton Toon. No wow. way. Oh, this is crazy. Yes, figuring that you guys wouldn't know what Clayton Toon looks like. And i got to be honest with you. I even was at the combine, and I called Clayton Toon. But <laughs> no idea. I, I, it's it's now slipped my mind. Um, okay. He used the following prompts for the AI. Okay. He put in the prompts: twenty-five-year-old athletic Caucasian male with slight facial hair, looking straight at camera. Okay. <laughs> this is frightening. Okay. And we're now going to this play a new game <laughs> called great. Name That Tune. <laughs> One is actually Clayton, and one is an AI version of Clayton Tune with those prompts. And put it on the screen. Is it A or B? Oh, my God. 
Wait, so one of those is the real guy? One of those oh. is the real Clayton Tune, and what? one is the AI version that Sean Mitchell created using the prompts oh I just God. said. I've got my guess. I Chris, got, you want to guess? Oh, my God. I got my guess, I'm too, gonna, I think. Uh, A? Mike Del Tufo. I say A, too. TJ Jefferson, a.k.a. Lil Jon Snow. What do you have? I think B is the AI, so I'm going to go with A. I, I'm, and I'm... I- <laughs> I'm gonna go with A too. I'll, I'll, because B looks like an AI, which, by the way, lightens <laughs> my world. So does A. They so both does A. Like, okay. They both look like AI. I mean, all right, here we go. Name that tune. The winner is it's A. Hey. Hey. So, okay. okay. We know AI. We know A, and AI. AI. Thank you very much, and scene. Dude. No parting <laughs> gifts. We have parting gifts for the AI B. Get it out of here. Really Who are you? Close. You know Clayton Tune. We know Clayton Tune, and you, sir, are no Clayton Tune. We know him so, now. Should have put up O'Rourke as, like, the third option. <laughs> He's a sweet man. Like, yeah, he's got stop. a big smile on his face. He's Clayton Tune just looks pissed. He's Canadian. That's true. That could be the difference. <laughs> they're, they're nice. There's oh, Clayton there in the flesh. Hey, hey what up, Clayton? There we go. By the way, this dude has the same numbers as, like, Brock Purdy in college at Houston. He's really good. And Arizona... Is uh, like Bajent, Bajent numbers. Arizona is uh, is sending him in the uh, direction of the Cleveland Browns. I guess it makes sense now why we oh were told God. that Josh Dobbs wasn't going to be the starter. Now Clayton, tune. Hey yeah. Clayton, congratulations! You get the start. Goodbye. That's Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Circle ninety five on your <laughs> on your luck. film. Good luck. Hour three coming up. Jim Jackson uh, on the James Harden acquisition here in L.A. So. so. Interesting. <laughs> That was fun. Name that, that tune. I like it. That was one. Of, that was one of our in the Eisen household. Name that tune oh, wow. was oh, a must, must watch, watch yeah. TV show. And you always, you always would have to name that tune in certain number of notes. I can name oh, that. Yeah. And they Two always, notes. they always had like the uh, this the screen like the uh, the picture in picture where you saw the hand the guy, playing the, the piano, the <laughs> right? Yeah. It was in a circle yeah. in the bo- bottom right of your screen. Doom, doom. There, what, just you saw one hand. It's like thing, like the <laughs> thing from Mun- the Munsters <laughs> playing the piano. They oh, had another one with. they were going to do in the night. If I'm not mistaken, wait for it. Hold on a minute. It was one of the hosts of Name That Tune, Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy, I believe, was the host of Name That Tune. Tom Kennedy, yeah. Rich. Guys. I mean, you should be. I mean, I should be what? And now you've got Beat Shazam, like, which is, you know, that's a similar thing. Yeah. I think me and Del Tufo. That's the AI version of it. I think me and Del Tufo would win at Beat Shazam. Yeah, actually, actually, Name That Tune is brought back. It's it's hosted by Jane Krakowski. Hey. Yeah, they were going to do I could name that tune, and it would be like a. They would give you the clue of the song, and you'd you'd banter back. I can name that tune in five notes. I can oh, name I that can tune in four. four. Oh, yeah. I can name that. Th- when we said, when somebody said, I can name that tune in one well, note. Like, oh, 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 oh my god! Oh, oh, you flipped out. Yeah. I like we the Christmas tree out. of money. That show was the on tree of money was my favorite. The money tree was the best with the music playing. Oh my gosh! Great job. There he is. Get him out of here. He's fake. We need a name for him. He doesn't look fake, though. Fugazi Tune. We need a name.